Let's continue to pray. I want you to indeed ask that the word will come through to you today. In particular, I want you to pray that the Lord will open the eyes of your understanding. It's not enough to hear the word. It's more important to understand it and to do it. Ask indeed that the word that will cause healing in your life, healing in your situation, you will receive today, even by the ministry of His Spirit. The Bible says in, in Psalm 119, the psalmist says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Further down in, in verse 27, it says, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts. Make me to understand. Ask that the Lord will indeed make you personally, speak, pray for yourself, that you personally will understand. Further down in verse 130, it says, The entrance of thy words give light, giveth understanding unto the simple. I want us to pray these words today, indeed, with a sincere heart, asking God to speak to our hearts. Let it not just be another Thursday, another Friday. It's just a ritual of coming to church, but that we will receive the word that will make a difference in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, indeed, this is our desire this day. And indeed we ask, cause that your word will reach us today. Every one of us as individuals, O oh God, and as your people together in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise ye the Lord. You know, our brother was saying that when we come, we sometimes come before God. And there's a lot of hurt in our hearts. There are a lot of things that are making us very uncomfortable. And indeed, this is the word of God unto us this day. See, when we come into his presence, we should come rejoicing. Amen? How can you rejoice when you have burdens? It's because the Lord is greater than those burdens. Amen? He's greater above all the things that will bother you. Amen? The psalmist says in, in, in Psalm 100... It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with what? With singing. Amen? Praise the Lord. In, in Psalm 97, just the previous page, it says, For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted above all gods. So it means that some people are actually known as gods. You see, there are gods. The Bible uses the word G-O-D-S, but small g. Amen? 
It says, the Lord is above all gods. Amen. And further down, of the four then, it says, Confounded, in verse 7, be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. It says, Worship him, all ye gods. Those that be called gods, they are commanded to worship our God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I want us to arise. I don't want you to be burdened. Amen. I want you to arise with joy in your heart. Amen. I want you to jump up from your seat and let's worship this our God. Because He alone indeed is God. Hallelujah. And He's greater than all gods. He's greater than all our burdens. He's greater than anything that might be worrying you this day. The Lord alone is God. The psalmist says, For thou, Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Let's take that song. For thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Please sing that song in reverence, worship unto the Lord this day. Thou art exalted far above all. Oh yes, for thou, Lord, for thou, O Lord, art high above all the Far above all God, I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I to just speak to him again this day. Tell him you exalt him indeed. We exalt him indeed. He is the God of your life. It means you bring every other thing to bow before him. Everything in your life. Everything that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God in your life. Bring them before him into submission. Bible says, let all the angels let them worship Him. Let all the earth worship Him. Father, we bring all that we are. Everything that borders us, O oh God. Everything that has exalted itself in our lives. We bring them unto subjection unto you this day. In the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, O oh God, indeed, 
Arise, O God, and let your name be glorified. And let your enemies, O Lord, be scattered. And let everything bow before you this day, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And one more time before we sit down. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Quickly this morning or this afternoon we shall be looking at something we titled Operating in the Covenant. Amen. Operating in the Covenant. And I would like us to quickly look at the book of 1 John. The book of 1 John chapter 3. The Bible says in 1 John 3 verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we, no one else, nobody else, but we, you, amen, that we should be called the sons of God, amen. You can put that scripture differently and say, Behold, what manner the of love the Father had bestowed upon me, that I, you can put your name, that I should be called the son or the daughter of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. And what that scripture is telling us is that indeed the Lord has called us his own. Amen? He has called us sons of God because he has redeemed us by the blood of his, of his son. Amen? That means we are redeemed. Amen? The Bible says in Psalm 107, Let the redeemed of the Lord, let them do what? Let them say so. Say to yourself, I am redeemed of the Lord. I am a son of God. And what does redemption mean? Redemption means you have been brought out of a situation in which you were bound. Amen? If somebody is in jail and is made, is released because either the judge forgave him, right? Or somebody else took, you know, maybe he, 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 was, he was fined and they say, well, except you pay the fine, you can not come out. When somebody pays that fine, then he is what? He's free to go. Amen? The cost of redemption has been paid. The price of redemption has been paid. Amen? Praise the Lord. That is what it means for God to have called us His sons. Praise the Lord. It is a calling. Amen? We see that to be a son or a daughter of God is what? Is a calling. Praise the Lord. And we see from scriptures, all across the scriptures, a calling is often enacted by God. Amen? That is often the way God established a relationship with man. He called them. The Bible tells us of examples like Abraham. Let's quickly see in the book of Genesis. Time is often very short as usual. But in the book of Genesis, we see in verse 12, verse 1, it said, The Lord had said unto Abraham. In other words, you can say, The Lord had called unto Abraham. He said, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land. That I will show you. I will make thee a great nation. I will do what? I will bless thee. And make thy name great. From verse 1 to 3. And thou shalt be what? A blessing. 
And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be what? Be blessed. Praise the Lord. So we see a calling in the example of Abraham. In, verse 15, in chapter 15, just further down, verse 1. He said, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, I am thy seed, thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said unto God, What will thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and to one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he, shall, and he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Praise the Lord. Further down we see in verse 15. He was still having that vision. Amen. The Bible says, And it came to pass, verse 17, When the sun went down, and it was that, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. And in the same day, the Lord made what? A covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed, which is the same promise that he had been given to him, he had mentioned to him earlier. He said, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river and the river Euphrates. The Kenites and the Kenizzites and the Cadmonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Raphims and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Gigashites and the what? Jebusites. So the import of what we're seeing here is first is what? A calling. Amen. There is a calling. And then there is what? A covenant. A covenant is often an enactment of that calling. Amen? The covenant, which is, which is what? A, an agreement. A contract. A contract that says, between you and me, we are coming into an agreement. Amen? We are coming into what? A relationship. Amen? And the terms and conditions of that relationship is as stated so and so and so. Praise the Lord. And in this particular case, we see the content of that covenant is expressed in forms of what? Promises. Amen? Promises. And almost as if Abraham asked for it. Did he ask for it? You know, he actually did. In some parts, he said, yeah, but you said we have a relationship. You said I'm the, you are my shield and you are my exceeding great kind. But you haven't given me anything. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But of course, God had a purpose. Even before Abraham asked. Amen. He said, no, you don't know what is going on. I have great ideas. I have great things ahead of you. Amen. And the Bible says, in, where we read that Abraham believed. Amen. He said, Abraham believed those promises. Amen? And it was counted unto him for righteousness. Praise the Lord. We see God doing the same. Before Abraham, there was Noah. 
in, in the book of same Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says the, oh, oh, the whole world was filled with decadent, you know, wicked-minded people. Praise the Lord. In verse 7, it says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. The Lord, when the Lord made man, the Bible says he was what? Beautiful. He made everything, right? When he made the earth and made the man in it, he said he was what? Beautiful. But then, in chapter 6, we see the same God says, It repented me. The last verse. The last line. For it repented me that I have done what? Made them. The Bible says, God went on to actually clean out that generation. Praise the Lord. But before, in that same verse, the Bible says in verse 7, but what? But Noah. Praise the Lord. But Noah found what? Grace. You see, Noah did not find grace merited. We say grace is unmerited. Praise the Lord. You know we said grace is unmerited. So it's not as if Noah was such a special person per se in his generation. He must have been a sinner as well. But the Bible says God, Noah found what? Grace in the sight of God. In the eyes of the world. And for that reason, God, because he wanted you know, his creation to continue. He didn't want to create another Adam, if you like. <laughs> he would have had to go back to the beginning. So he decided to choose another man. He called another man. He called Noah. Amen? And he gave him specific instructions. Take every creation, put them in the ark, and blah, blah, blah. We can, so many things we can say. And eventually, the Bible says, he established that covenant for, between Noah and the rest of eternity. Amen? The rest of creation. Praise the Lord. But nevertheless, he chose what? One man. A brother was sharing last week that God does not bless the people. He bless human beings. He bless individuals. Amen? The foundation of that, of that statement is part of what we are looking at today. Right? God deals with men as individuals. Amen? Praise the Lord. So he established a covenant with with, 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 um, with Noah, because if you go further down in chapter 9, we don't have too much time to read all of them, but in chapter 9, 11, he says, And I will establish my covenant with you. He said, Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Amen? That is the promise. Again, we see God making a promise in the covenant. He made a promise in the covenant, he said, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be any more a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant. Amen? He said, I set my bow on the cloud and shall be for a token of a covenant. It shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow, the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you. And what? And what? And every living creature. Amen? So, you find out that in establishing that covenant with one man, quite right, he made room for all to sign up unto it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, in Christ, I will, I will rush quickly because, time, because of time. 
We see examples of other covenants they, 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 with Moses, by which the Lord established the covenant of the law. Amen? The law. He gave the law through Moses. The Bible says he gave the law through Moses. Amen? So that we can understand our position in the, in the, in the, in the journey of righteousness. Amen? That our righteousness cannot please God. Amen? That was the purpose of the law. So that we can prepare us to understand the meaning of grace. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, we see also with David. The Bible says he established, he called David unto himself. And made him king over his people. Amen? And he said, the throne of David will be an everlasting throne. You keep wondering, why is, why is the throne of David? David is dead. And Israel don't have kings called after David anymore. But the seed of David, Jesus Christ, amen? That was the land of the tribe of Judah that came through, through, the, through, the, through the lineage of, of David, amen? He's our everlasting king, amen? He is the everlasting king, praise the Lord. And through him, the Bible says by his blood, the Lord established a different covenant, a new covenant, Amen? The covenant of grace. Amen? The same grace that Noah found in the eyes of God. The Bible says in Jesus, we have been brought into a new covenant. Praise the Lord. God establishes covenant as a way to create a relationship with man. And in the book of Matthew, quickly, Jesus... In the book of Matthew 26, the Lord enacted this covenant. The Bible says Jesus called his disciples. And in verse 26, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said unto them, Take, eat, this is about my body. And he took cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink all of it. Drink ye all of it. For this is what? My blood. Of the New Testament. If you like, of the New Covenant. Which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, God in his in his, in his characteristic pattern or approach or method, if you like, established a new covenant in Christ that he enacted with the blood of his own son. You know, with Moses, and with, if you go back to, to Abraham, the token of the covenant was what? Circumcision. He called Abraham and said, everyone that is with you, that is named with you, even the ones that you bought with the, with the price, they will be what? Circumcised. As a token. As a, as in a way to sign up to that covenant. Praise the Lord. But in Jesus, he's, the, the blood of the covenant is the blood of his own son. It just goes to show you how serious that covenant is. How, how, how severe it is. Our brother was sharing, he says, God did not struggle to retain his position. He gave it up because of you. So that you can be called the sons of God. Amen? 
The Bible says it does not yet appear what we shall be, but when we see him, we shall be like him. His objective is to perfect us so that we can be like him. But while we are here, he has given us great and precious promises that we can be partakers of his nature. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the promise, or the promises of this covenant that he has enacted in his son are many. The Bible calls them great and precious promises. But then why do we all suffer? Why do we still have pain? Why does things not seem to happen for us? Amen? The way we expect it to happen. Because if we go into the details of the promises of this covenant, they are mind-blowing. We read them. We read them day to day. But sometimes we struggle. We say, why is this thing not happening in my life? Praise the Lord. The covenant of grace or redemption. We can go into the details. But the Bible says, God, we know that our God is a covenant keeper. Praise the Lord. Because even concerning Abraham, right from the beginning, the Bible says in Genesis 22, I believe, somewhere, after he has made all those promises, one of them was an impossible promise. (laughs) Praise the Lord. It was an impossible promise, but at the time of God. Amen? Bible says in in his time, in the fullness of his time, in chapter 21, he says, and the Lord visited Sarah, as he said, as he had what? As he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as what? As he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time of which God has spoken him. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we come to understanding that God cannot fail in his covenant. Amen? That we must establish. You see, when we come to that understanding, and we realize that the promises of God are God's promises. Amen? (laughs) They are not books. They are not just words in the Bible. They are God's promises. And if they are God's promises, they cannot fail. Praise the Lord. That is the meaning of what we are studying today, operating in the covenant. God is a covenant keeper. Just like the example of Abraham, we see it concerning David. He said, I have sworn unto David, no matter what, even if his children, they, 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 they are not worthy of the throne, I will forgive them. So that my covenant and my promise to Abraham must continue. Praise the Lord. The Bible says when he made a promise to, Ab- to Abraham, he could not swear. He wanted to swear, but he could not swear by any. He swore by himself. And today, as seeds of Abraham, we can have consolation. That's what Hebrews says, so that we may have a consolation. Praise the Lord. He gave the same promise to Israel. We know that Israel had the same promises. In the book of Romans chapter 9, the Bible tells us that Israel... They were of the promises. They were of the covenant. But for one reason or the other, they could not come into the fullness of the covenant. In verse, for, in verse, and for that reason, Paul was grieved in his spirit. And he said in Romans 9, he says, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not from verse 1. My conscience also bearing witness with, 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 with me in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness. And continue sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that my, 
Myself were caused from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Because they have not come into the covenant of grace that we are talking about. Amen? Because they have not come into the fullness of the covenant of grace. They are still holding on to the covenant of the law and all that. He says, for who, the physical Israel, he said the physical Israel are Israelites to whom pertaineth what? The adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and what? And the promises. It pertained to them as well. And through the covenant of grace by the blood of Jesus, everyone in humanity have been brought into that covenant. Amen? Praise the Lord. That everyone has been brought to sign in onto that covenant. Because in verse 23 it says, And that he might make known the riches of his glory unto the vessels of mercy, which is us. Amen? Which is us. Because in Christ, both Jews and Gentiles are part of the covenant. Praise the Lord. In verse 24, he says, Even us whom he had called, whom he had done what? Called sons and daughters, a people unto himself. Not of the Jews only, praise the Lord. Not of the Jews only, but what? But also of everyone else. Praise the Lord. So I want you to know that right from day one, God had you in mind. Praise the Lord. The promises pertain unto you. Every promise you read, you read in the scriptures, don't, uh, don't ask yourself, is it for the Jews only? Is it only for the sons of, uh, you know, the Issachar or Reuben or David? It applies for the sons of Isaac. Amen? And by Isaac, I mean Austin Isaac. Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the, the, the promises are for us. And if God cannot fail, it means that if the promises are failing in our lives, it is something to do with us. Praise the Lord. I dare say to you, that by the grace of God, and you stand on the promises of God, just like Abraham, it will come to pass in your life. No matter how long it takes. Because God has spoken it. Praise the Lord. And today, one of the things I want us to quickly look at are those promises again. Let's remind ourselves of those promises. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, and then we'll pray. The Bible says, In verse 36, chapter 32, it says, Now, therefore, thus say the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning this city. He was talking about, Where all ye, ye say it shall be delivered unto the hand of the kings of Babylon. That is the, the, the place where God has decided to place his what? His name. Praise the Lord. The city of God. He said, Behold, I will gather them out of where? All countries. Whither I have driven them in my anger, and now my fury, and in great wrath, and I will bring them again unto this place, and I will cause them to dwell, what? Safely. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one way, that they may fear me forever, for the good of them and of their children after them. Praise the Lord. One of the promises we see here is God saying he will cause us to dwell in his presence safely. Amen? It's the promise, it's the promise of his divine presence. Amen? 
Do you know, as believers, we dwell in the presence of God, actually. When the Spirit of God is in your life, and you are operating in the covenant of that, of that presence of the Spirit of God, you dwell in the presence of God. Amen? And in the presence of God, the Bible says where the Spirit of God is, there is what? There is liberty. There is freedom. There is, there is you know, assurance. There is safety. Praise the Lord. It means that when we want to operate in the covenant, we should be conscious. We should be conscious of the fact that we are in the presence of God. Amen? The seal of the promise. You see, when you sign a contract, when you create a contract, right? A contract is normally signed and what? And sealed, right? God, in the covenant of grace, actually signed it with the blood of Jesus. And he sealed it with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now it's been delivered unto you. So I don't know what is it in your life that you allow the enemy to harass you. The truth about it is that you just speak to the enemy. You say, what? These are the terms of the covenant. You have no place here. Whether it is cancer in your body or headache or whatever. Or your boss is harassing you. Speak to the situation. Amen? The covenant of grace is above it. Praise the Lord. And I tell you the truth. <laughs> Sometimes after speaking, you don't see any difference. <laughs> you start wondering, when is this thing going to happen? And people say, bro, what's happened to you? Why is this thing not happening? In fact, your wife could ask you, are you sure you are still, are you paying your tithe? <laughs> you know, even you ask yourself, where am I failing? And Abraham had the same struggle, Right? And Sarah even came and said, well, this is not working. Let's do something else, you know. Praise the Lord. But when you, stu- when you stand, rather, when you stand on the promise of God, when you recognize that God cannot fail, and these promises are yea, they are amen. He has spoken it, he will bring it to pass. When sickness comes to you, you begin to speak to it. Not out of fear, because of absolute truth and confidence in the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what he said. He said, I will make an everlasting covenant with them, verse 40. That I will not turn away from them to do them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts, and they shall not depart from me. Yea, I will rejoice over them to do them good. I will plant them in the land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the righteous shall, it's like what? It's like Mount Zion. Mount Zion that shall not be moved. Amen. I tell you, don't be distracted, please. <laughs> I want you to realize that if God has placed you somewhere, that's what he's saying here, he will establish you. Wherever God has established you, in your walk, no man can sack you anyhow. No man. Because when you stand, even when they try to, you, you, you go to God and, and say, God, this is not according to your covenant. Praise the Lord. We have the covenant of answered prayer. Just in verse 3 of, this, of Jeremiah, the next verse. Say, call unto me, and I will answer thee. Now I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Praise the Lord. One of the things we need to recognize is that in, the, in operating in the covenant, there is assurance of what? Of answer to your prayers. That's why it says we have this confidence. Then this is the confidence that we have. I don't know whether you really have that confidence when you pray. You no, know, many times we pray. But the Bible says, if we have confidence, 
that what we pray for, He hears us. And if He hears us, He will bring to pass the petitions that we pray, lay before Him. Amen? If somebody is, is sleeping be, beside you, please just nudge the person. Give the person a bit of a nudge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because the covenants are true. You have the covenants of forgiveness. He said, For thus said the Lord God of Israel, concerning the house of this city and concerning the house of the kings of Judah. They come to fight. Verse, verse 6. Behold, I will bring... He said in verse 6. Go to verse 6. Sorry. Behold, I will bring it what? Health. And what? And cure. And I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and of truth. Amen? Time will not permit us to go through each of them one after the other. We have the covenant of forgiveness, of cleansing, and of holiness. We have the covenant of peace. We have the covenant of honor and praise that bring Him glory. We have the covenant of joy and gladness. We have the covenant of safety and tranquility. In the book of Zechariah, chapter 2, it says, He that touched you, touched the apple of his eyes. Now, if somebody is your son, if you have a son, and somebody tries to hurt your son, do you stand back and just allow them to harass your son? No. Because when he says we are called his sons, that's what it means. As his sons, our daughters, he does not stand by and watch anybody harass us. Concerning Israel, the Bible says, he said in First Chronicles 16, 21, he says, he did not allow, he did not, the Bible says, he suffered no man to do them any wrong. You see, if somebody is trying to oppress you, I just want you to know, and stand on this word, and say, God, you said in your word, you will not allow any man to do me any wrong. So for that reason, I, I speak to this situation and I cancel every form of oppression. Whoever is coming from, you can speak to it and stand in on the covenant of God. Amen? And it will come to pass. Praise the Lord. That is what it means to take your position as a son of God. You have the covenant of mercy. Praise the Lord. The practical side is what we are trying to do. One of the things we need to understand in order to operate effectively in the covenant is to know the word of God. That's what our brother was sharing with us last week. He said, this, is your, this understanding is your life. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It is your life. Knowing the word of God. The, the terms and conditions of the covenant are all here. The great and precious promises are here. But you don't have to wait until Friday to know them. You can study for yourself. Amen? Study the word. Meditate upon it. When you meditate, you see, it says when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them, right? The truth about it is that until you believe, you cannot have them. Praise the Lord. But many times, you don't believe just by reading it. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, what? And hearing by the word, right? But the connection is meditation, Amen? When you meditate on the Word of God, that is the way to internalize the Word of God. Amen? Because, you see, when you begin to think about it, you know, you begin to, like, ask questions. You know, the Holy Spirit, who is your teacher, will then be answering those questions. Amen? And that's when it becomes real unto you. Praise the Lord. So you study the Word. Understand the Word. Meditate upon it. Think upon it and act upon it. Praise the Lord then you have to confess the word. You have to what? 
confess it, speak it. And it's not only in prayers. You can confess it even as a way of, you know, of demonstrating faith to yourself. Amen? Like I ask you to say to yourself Tuesday that I'm a child of God, right? That is exactly what you do. You can, you can pick the word of God and begin to confess it. Amen? It says, my children are for what? Are for signs and wonders. You can begin to prophesy that concerning your children. Confess that concerning your children. And it shall come to pass. Amen? Praise the Lord. When you come, Bible says with a heart. What? It says, it says we, we heart, with the heart man believes, right? But with the mouth, what? Confession is made unto salvation. That is how we became believers. We spoke, we spoke what we believe. Praise the Lord. That is how we operate in the covenant. And you do it with assurance, with confidence. This day, I don't know what your situation is. I don't know, let's arise. I don't know if you are here, you have not signed up to the covenant. And all this is just like words. Or maybe you have, and your faith is weakening. You are beginning to wonder, this, this Christian journey, you know, this, this Christianity itself, I'm not sure I'm, I'm really getting the, 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 the fullness of the benefit of my, of my relationship. The, the, the situation is not with God, it is with you. Amen? So I want you to just use the opportunity right now. I don't know what the Spirit of God has been speaking unto you about. I want you to just speak to God. Just begin to speak to God. Say, God, I'm a bona fide son. I'm a bona fide son. I'm a son of the covenant. I'm a member of your family. I am fully qualified because of the blood. I come before you this day. I release myself afresh unto you. Let your power, let your voice, let the promises of your covenant avail for me. Let the blood of Jesus avail for me. If you are here to this day and you just want to make a fresh commitment unto the Lord, perhaps you have not done it before, just raise your hand. If you want to make a fresh commitment, or want to refresh your commitment before the Lord today. Just raise up your hand unto the Lord. Amen. If you are raising up your hand, just raise it unto the Lord. You are not raising it unto me. Just raise it unto the Lord. Yes, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your sons who are raising up their hands unto you this day. They are saying, oh God, they want to refresh their commitment unto the covenant of grace. They are signing up afresh. They are signing up afresh unto the covenant of grace. Father, let your voice be heard concerning them. You said concerning Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You spoke concerning Jesus. Father, we ask, let your voice be heard concerning everyone that is lifting up their hands today. Father, let them begin to see a new move of your spirit in their lives. Let the power that Jesus released on, the, on, 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 the, on Calvary, let that power, O oh God, let it, be, let, let it be released afresh into their situation. Whatever it is that has become a reproach or has stolen their comfort in you, 
I come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I command that every work of the enemy be destroyed totally in the lives of your people. Father, grant us the discipline of sonship. That we might know to go into your word and receive the word for life. Amen. For each and every one of us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let's just continue to remember what the Lord has spoken to us this day. Don't take lightly what the Lord has said. The Lord is telling us that he has made a covenant with you and with me. God does not break covenants. God is not a covenant breaker. If you think that you haven't received what God has promised you, it's time that we looked at each other. We looked at ourselves, not at each other. It's time we looked at ourselves. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, in verse 13, it says, In that he says, a new covenant he has made the first obsolete. And then in verse 10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. Can we say today, That it is God who is teaching us. It is God who is training us. We don't need to turn to man. We don't need to turn to somebody else. God says, I have made my covenant with you. Everything that you need, I have given you. Just look at me. Just talk to me. Just turn to me. Just sit and talk with me. What is it that you want? Why are you running around helter-skelter? I have promised the best for you. And I want you to have the best. That's what God is telling us. Now the question is, do we see ourselves as part of God's covenant? Ask yourself that question. Do you think that you are part of God's covenant? Or do you, do you think that, no, that covenant is not for me? I'm not part of God's covenant. Can you say today that you are dwelling in God's presence and in His safety? Can you say today that you are a recipient of the forgiveness that God has promised to us? Are you a recipient of health and happiness, of joy and peace? Because that is in the covenant which God has written out for you and for me. Are we prepared to learn directly from the Lord? Are we prepared to say, Lord, you teach me. I am your child. You are my father. 
And I want every promise that you have placed upon me. And that is your covenant with me. I'm not going to leave any of them. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to turn to you in every situation. I'm going to look at you. There will be no other gods in my life. You are my father. You are my God. And you are the only one that I am going to be looking at. Can we tell that to the Lord today? Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us again of the great covenant you have made with us, Lord. The new covenant which you have established through Jesus Christ. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord Father, that today you reminded us that in you we have everything, Lord. We are everything, Lord Father. And Father God, we do not have to be frustrated. We do not have to be worried. We thank you, Lord, for the health you're giving us. We thank you, Lord Father, for the happiness you're giving us. We thank you, Lord Father, for the joy that you're giving us. We thank you, Father, for the peace that you're giving us, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that knowledge that we have, Lord, today, of knowing that we are your children. We sit in your presence. We can talk to you at any time. We can just bask in the comfort of being with you, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have written that covenant for us, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we do not do anything to move away from you, Lord Father, to break our part of the covenant, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord Father, for using your child today, Lord Father, to bring to us, Lord Father, a reminder that it is you who has established the covenant with us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to use our dear brother, Lord, you will continue to speak through him, Lord Father. You will continue to speak to him, Lord. And Father God, you will use him mightily in this place, Lord Father. We pray, Lord Father God, that you will continue to bless him and his family, Lord Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will do mighty things in their life, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord. Father God, I thank you for every one of us who is here this day, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord Father God, that even as we have heard your word, we will internalize it, Lord Father. We will live a life that is right in your sight, Lord Father. Father God, help us to be that kind of person that you want us to be, Lord Father. We thank you. We give all glory to you, Lord. Father God, even as we go ahead to do the, the, the tasks of the day, Lord, and of the week, Lord Father, and as we start a new month tomorrow, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that your presence shall be the guide in our life, Lord Father. We thank and we praise you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. May God be with you as you step out as a child of the covenant.